Hey, 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 everyone. Happy Sunday. Who am I? I am an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a publishing consultant and the host of Blah Diaries, guys. I am so excited to talk to you today a little bit about loving your shattered pieces. Um, I talked about a couple of days ago having patience and building your masterpiece called Life Lonely. Um, I'm sorry, uh, especially when your life you feel like you're lonely. Um, so as I'm talking about these things, it's my purpose for blog, which is broke, lonely, angry, and horny, is to kind of educate you a little bit on how I get through and to help others in the process of just not feeling stuck. Because sometimes we look at our mess more than we look at our masterpiece. We focus on all of our mess. Like, I I don't have this right, and I don't have that right, and I'm just a mess. When, in actuality, everyone, and and I say this, everyone has a masterpiece inside of them. Everyone has something that's good about them. Everybody. And I know that sounds, you know, you say, well, what about... Everybody, we we may not, their mess may overshadow their masterpiece. Their evilness may overshadow their masterpiece and what they're good at. But in actuality, everyone, I don't believe that God has designed everyone to just be bad. I just don't believe that. And so that's the purpose of me kind of talking about this week when the struggle is real. So, um, before I go into a little bit, I want to thank everyone, everyone who came out to Our Curls Inc. Ribbon Ball. It was absolutely amazing. It was amazing. Yes, it was. I was so excited and just so blessed to see so many of, you know, friends and survivors. And thank you, Senator Kennedy, for coming out and representing us and and representing our honorees. It was amazing. Thank you, Sandra Talley, who did such a brilliant job as our keynote speaker. You know, she really encouraged and empowered us. Sharice Walker-Betts, who is the CEO and owner and director and executive of Our Curls, Inc. She just did an amazing job sharing her testimony. Um, just really just having an opportunity to enjoy. This was very interactive. It was very fun. We laughed. Um, P-Funk played amazing music. So I could go on and on and on about it. So guys, before I go into my spill, I have a book out. Yes, Cash and Money, which is like... It's the beginning story of, if you read Love Has No Way Size, it's the beginning story of Money and his brother Cash, who is a twin. And so it is available on Amazon. And the, really the premise of the story is, is about two sons who have, one of the sons is, falls, in love, falls in love with his father's wife. So, and it's definitely suspenseful. It's definitely um, challenging. It challenges you. It teaches you a little bit about why people betray people. Um, A love story is brewed. Carmela and Money's love story is brewed in this book. And then you can go on and read Love Has No Way Size. And you'll understand, excuse me, a little hoarse this morning, but I'm going to keep going. Uh -uh, I'm not stopping. So Love Has No Way Size, it kind of gives you a picture of why he loves her so much. I mean, you kind of know why he loves her so much, but really get into their love story and how it began and 
Go Into Love Has No Wayside. So I have a number of books on Amazon. So you can go to Amazon.com and purchase your book. I also have it on Kindle Unlimited. So you guys can definitely, definitely get a copy. So thank you so much. Next up, I want to talk about Chapter 2. Yes, Chapter 2, which is a part of Roswell Park, who has been a huge supporter of Outcross Inc., and I, and I want to tell you why they've been a huge supporter. They, Dr. Mary Reed, Kate, the diversity department, um, has pulled us into a place of open, falling in love with us and open, you know, welcoming us in an open arm. So Dr. Mary Reed has a clinic that is called the Survivorship Clinic. And what they do for women after cancer so you notice I didn't say before cancer, I said after cancer or during cancer, I said after, is they remind them that there's life after cancer. They have yoga. They have so many amazing things that they do. And it's right there on Carlton Street and it's in Roswell Park. And it's just an amazing clinic. I mean, I cannot stop raving about this clinic. And so they have an event coming up called Chapter 2. And they have a save the day, and I will be giving you the registration because I'm, like, in my bedroom on the other side. (laughs) But I want to talk about that later on before I end. So let me get into the podcast. Also, guys, um, Rashawn. So I want to see if I can play a little bit of this song, and hopefully you guys will be able to hear it. But it's one of my favorite songs. Rashawn is a young young up-and-coming rapper musician um songwriter producer and he has this song called pray for this guys it's absolutely amazing you know i love when people go above what is expected of today's music um and we have a lot of times where we just go with the norm and rashawn has stepped out of the box when i tell you that you will love this song it's so catchy it's so you know, I was like, oh, I can get to this. I can dance with this. So I'm going to play a little bit of it um, before I get into my spiel. I hope you guys can hear it. So guys, that is Rashawn. Pray for this feature in Meraki. Anor, I know I'm saying her wrong her name wrong, but I just want to tell you that 
It is an amazing, amazing song. He is available on iTunes. Go and subscribe to his YouTube channel. He's on Genius. He's on Title. He's on... My kids, when I was a couple of days ago, I used to say Tidal. And my kids said it's Title, Mom. So they're on Title. He's on Spotify. He's on iTunes. It's whole... It's called No Preview. So, guys, go and get your copy. Again, his name is Rashawn. And his his featured single is Pray For This, featuring Meraki Anor. Amazing. I love this song. It's on my one of the songs that I play. And so I read the reason I played this song is it kind of opens up the door to what I'm about to discuss today. We all have been in a position where we have prayed for what we um want in our lives. And I say that openly and honestly I have been one of those people who have prayed for the greatness in my life the the things to happen and in the process of it when the struggle is real because again we're talking about when the struggle is real one of the struggles is when we we are watching our friends progress right we're watching family members progress and maybe those friends and family are not sharing their journey. And it's not about jealousy. It's just that we're trying to progress. We're trying to reach a level that is absolutely scary. That level is I'm trying to build up myself. And in the process of it, all those people who say they're going to support you, all those people that say, I got your back, I'm going to buy a book, I'm going to come to your events, uh, um, I'm going to cook for you. I'm going to, you know, do whatever it is while you're in the process of building your success, and they don't. It, it, it can be disheartening and kind of pull you away from saying, why am I working so hard for this? When all the people who said that they would be there for me, all the people that said that they would ride for me and were down for me and had my back would stand on my shoulders, and they're not. They would stand next to my shoulders. They would lift me up when I was falling down. They would have my back, and they're not here now. And so uh, I, it, it hurts you. It hurts you. It's, a, it's a, almost a gut-wrenching pain because you're doing something positive. And, you know, and I felt like in the process of when I started writing books, when I started opening up a business, in the very beginning, people did not take me seriously. And it, it devastated me. I was like, seriously? Um, you, you, you're, not taking me, <laughs> you're not taking me seriously. You're not loving on me like you said you was. Remember you said this? Remember you said if I needed any help, you would stand by my side? And then when you call them up, they, they, girl, they send you the voicemail. So when you're in that position... The question that you have to ask yourself is, am I going to focus on the folks that don't support me or I'm going to I'm going to have tunnel vision and focus on the goal that I plan to accomplish, regardless of if they're there or not? Because that's that's the position that you have to put yourself in. Am I going to focus on those people or am I going to focus on the goal? Right. My eye is on the prize. My goal is 
I'm going to be a, a New York Times bestselling author. I'm going to be the number one graphic designer in the world. I'm going to be a rapper. I'm going to be a singer. I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to be a doctor, a lawyer, whatever it is. I'm going to run a nonprofit organization. Whatever it is that you have chosen to do, that has to be the focal point. Because if you focus on what folks promise you, it will break you down. Right? Because promises are made to be broken. It's nice when folks keep it, but we all know that promises can be broken, whether it's consciously or unconsciously. People's lives go on, they, things happen, they get busy, they get sick, all of these things that happen. So the question is, how do you stay focused? How do you, how do you hold on to your dreams and not let it tear you apart? So let me, let me, um, let me just say this, and, and I say this, that in your shattered pieces, so in the process of doing all of these things, you're going to make mistakes, all right? You're going to make some major mistakes. You're going to befriend the wrong people. That's just universal. You're going you're gonna to make errors. You're going to make bad judgment calls. You're gonna, because when you're in the process of t- chasing your success, or chasing whatever it is that you want, those things happen. So how do you get how do you get up after your shattered pieces? All right? So let's just say, and I'm using a couple of examples. Um, I want you to think about uh, a lot of people who have made mistakes and they could have willowed away and died and got, you know, or and when I say die, I'm talking internally. They allow their mess to speak louder than their masterpiece, right? That's it. And they allow other people to let their mess speak louder than their masterpiece. Well, girl, you know what she did? Girl, she this. Girl, girl. And you got some dudes that's like, girl, you know, they're telling you what you've done so negatively in your life. You already know that. So let's let's clear let's clear the air about how I've gotten over my how I deal with my shattered pieces. Number one, I already know what I did. The first thing that I had to do was forgive myself and ask for forgiveness. And I know that's like, oh, it's so cliche, but I'm gonna tell you why you have to forgive yourself. Because if you live in guilt, you're never going forward. Say it again. If you live in guilt, you're never going forward. You're going to be just stuck on what you did and you're never going to progress because you're stuck in your, your mess. See, that's the mess. So then you go and you reach out to those people and you ask for forgiveness. Sometimes you're not going to get the result that you expect. Like, oh my God, girl, thank you so much. They're going to just say, F you. I still don't like you. I want nothing to do with you. And that's some that's a consequence, right? So deal with the consequences. That's number two. You have to accept the consequences and you have to move on. So even if that person says, I don't ever want to mess with you again in life, you've done your part. Because I've apologized and I've asked for your forgiveness. It's up to that person to forgive you. It, it, it really is, right? But then you have to work on forgiving yourself so that you can move forward. And the third step is take that forgiveness that you've forgiven yourself and teach others never to fall in your place. Because I, I feel like when you fall and bump your head, 
Um, it's just like when you're, you're teaching a baby how to walk and you're teaching a young man or woman how to a young little a child to drive, ride a bike and to drive a car. You teach them differently than how you were taught. Right? You, you just do. You teach them differently than how you were taught. So I teach people how to do things differently than I would do. Like what I would do is totally different. What I don't want you to do is do to fall in my mess. So I'm going to show you the masterpiece side of me. And I'm going to show you how to maneuver through those things. Like, no, don't walk over in that trap, right? No, when you're stressed out, no, don't go hit the blunt. I'm going to teach you how I dealt dealt with it in a different way. Because if I teach you my bad habits, then I'm not helping you, right? And so... In order to love your shattered pieces, you have to come into some form of acceptance. And then you got to be willing to change. Like, period. You got to accept and then you got to change. You got to atone. You definitely got to atone for it. And you got to say, you know what? I was a hot mess. I atoned for actions that I did when I was depressed. Because I wasn't my best self when I was depressed. Certain things that I did was out of act of being needy. So I'm, I'm going to do this because I just I just need somebody to love me. See, when people look at things and they look at it from a point of view of saying she just did it because she was messed up. No, she needed help. And sometimes I cry for help. It's not typical, right? People who use drugs or do suicide or, or, or who are trying to commit suicide and do bad behaviors are crying out for help. It's just almost always is the answer. That they're crying out for help. And we just looking at the mess. And it, it takes a special human being. To look past that mess. Because not everybody has that talent. Not everybody has the ability to look past your mess and say. You know what? I know you messed up. I know that. You have some ish going on, boo-boo, and I'm here. I'm going to help you. Let me, let's, 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 let's clean this up. Not a lot of people have that talent because we live in a world nowadays that is all about me, 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 me. And yes, we have people, wonderful people, like the organization I'm a part of, that is about the clients and, and, and wonderful people that I'm surrounded around who are about helping others and encouraging and paying it forward. But sometimes we get wrapped up in me, 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 me. And me, me, me doesn't mean that we are loving our shattered pieces. Actually, sometimes when it's all about me, 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 we're hiring, we're hiding behind our shattered, we're hiding our shattered pieces. It's why, you know, I come on these podcasts and I'm kind of so open about who I am because we have to hide, we can't keep hiding behind shattered pieces. Like a lot of times people are lonely because they don't want people to see their mess. A lot of times we don't want to tell people that we got some stuff, we got some issues going on, and it's. An, I don't want people knowing my business, and I'm not telling. And listen, I'm all about having privacy. In this world, we don't have privacy like we used to have before. But sometimes when we're saying we don't want friends, and I tell my children this all the time, I don't want friends. I don't want you know. I don't want to be around nobody. It's because we're afraid to let people who might come into our lives. That may help us. See, we, 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 cause see, that's a mindset. 
when you think that everybody that's in your life or about to come into your life is willing to harm you, to willing to hurt you. I think you should be aware. So let me not, let me not take that away. Definitely be aware of people because folks are what they are. But not everybody is in your life to harm you. Not everybody is jealous of you. Not everybody wants to see you fail. Sometimes we, in our mess, we don't do the work. Sometimes when my books are not selling, I have to go and I get back and I get into that stinking thinking. And then I said, did I advertise my book today? Did I tell the world about my book today? Did I post pictures on Instagram and all these other places? Did I do the work to really get my book out there? Am I signing up and going to these book signings? Am I living in fear of what people going to think about my book or what they're going to think about me? Because at the end of the day, sometimes you're not doing the work. Period. You are not doing the work. You know you're not doing the work and you blame another folk. That's not the case. You're not doing the work. So you need to do it and you need to get out and you have to get out of your fear and you got to get out of your, your negative stinking thinking and handle your BI and your BI is, is do the work. So when we're loving our shattered pieces, we start to pick them up. We started, we start to clean up the mess because we know that this is, if I keep this mess, then I'm not going to go ahead. I'm not going to go forward. Well, I'm not going to mess with her because she thinks she. And she thinks she's talking about me. When she really ain't talking about you, she could be praising you. Just because somebody, and, and I learned this a long time ago. I was in the seventh grade, and I had a friend that said, that girl talking about you. Honey, come to find out, the girl was talking about me and saying such nice things about me. But I immediately assumed that she was she was talking about me and putting negative things out about me and saying these negative things. And then it hit me. Who's really thinking that? Is it me or her? Sometimes we put our perceptions of ourselves on other people. Right? We do. Like, I've done it on so many occasions. I put, uh, you know, it was it, it's Lloyd who always puts that on me, who says to me, that's what you think. I didn't say that. You said that. I'm telling you something totally different. And when Lloyd used to say that to me, I used to get so frustrated. But, you know, your family, he said, but I'm not my family. I'm me. I didn't say that I didn't love Tamara. Tamara said, I don't love Tamara. Tamara said that. I did not say that at all. You said that. And my family can say whatever, but I said something totally different. And so you see what I'm saying, guys? Everything... It's not always what, it's, it's something like that Jedi mind trick thing. Sometimes we trick our minds into thinking that people are doing negative things or thinking negative things. And we, it's really our thoughts. So we got to check our thoughts. We got to check our feelings about ourselves um, because it, it, it's our shattered pieces. So let's get into how to love your shattered pieces. Number one, like I said, is acceptance. Number two is, number one is forgiveness of yourself and to atone for your actions. Number two is to love yourself. Really get into the part of, this is me. I made mistakes, but I'm not 
the mess that people think that I am. All right? I, I got some ish going on. I'm not going to sit here and tell y'all that I don't. I'm not going to paint this pretty picture of Tamara. But what I'm going to tell you is, is that I'm working on my mess. Every day that I wake up, I hope and pray that I become a better person. Because that's what life is really about. It really is taking the steps to make yourself better. Right, what you did at twenty, you don't do at thirty. When you did what you did in thirty, you don't do at forty. And what you do it did in forty. Now there are people who still do the same things, but they have they have made a conscious decision not to make a change. But when you make that conscious decision to make a change and notice that it does not work for you, that it it's hurting people versus healing people, it's hurting you and definitely not healing you. You will do something totally different because you love yourself a little bit more. It is about loving your mess. Because when you love your mess, you fix it. And I know that sounds crazy, but when you love your mess, when you walk in and you see that mess, because I'm talking about yourself, right? I'm a mess. You see your mess, you dislike the fact that it's a mess, then you start to think about what you deserve better. When you start to love inside of you and you love the masterpiece in you and you love both, because you got to have some, because you wouldn't be in this mess if you didn't love it. Right. So in the in the power of love and, and repairing yourself, you start to do things differently because somewhere in that mess, you you're moving it aside and you're cleaning up. What are you finding? Finding the masterpiece of yourself. You're finding what's good about yourself. You're finding that I can't I can't I don't dress like everybody else, but I have a kind heart. I don't I don't braid like everybody else and I talk about your hair. I don't do makeup like everybody else, but I can paint. See, because there's a there's a there's a trick to the, the mess. See, like in the mess, you only see that. But in the love of mess, you start to clean it up, right? You hate mess. You hate the fact that you're a mess, so you clean it up. You start to clean up the fact that I have a drug addiction and I'm just saying for whoever may be dealing with that, but I just don't like the way I look. And that drug addiction. So you go and do it and you go in the NA and you're going through counseling and you're doing all these things. In the process of clearing your mess, you're finding what's good about you. You're starting to see that you really don't need that mess. You really don't need drugs. You really don't need alcohol. You really don't need to to be mean to people. You really don't need to be the beast that you are because now... In my masterpiece, when I removed all of that mess, now I love that, right? I love the fact that I could curse folks out, right? And I'm not telling you this is what I'm doing because I'm not very good at cursing folks. Well, my children say I am, but, um, but I'm just saying that if you had a drug addiction, if you had alcoholism in your life and you had all these things, that it no longer is needed, Right? Uh, there's a song by David Hollister that I love and it was the most honest song I heard in a long time about um, one woman man that he said that you know I used to love to beat it up I, I, I love being around different women and having any woman that I want but I'm a different man now 
Now, me, old David, would have did those things, but now I'm a one-woman man. And when I heard that song, I said, wow, it resonates to a lot of men who are players and cheaters and saying, you know, I used to do those things, and I love what I did, but now that I'm with this woman, she changed me. And so I read this statement yesterday, and it was on Kiki Palmer's Instagram. She said that a man is two type of people. A woman and a man are two type of people. She he he's either a he's a king that inside of every man is a king and a fool. But if he if you pull out the king in him, be the woman that pulls out the king in him and be the man that pulls out the queen in her. Not the fool. Because sometimes we attract what we get. So pull out what is the best of people. Pull out what's best in you. Pull out the best. I, the mess is there. We know it and we've grown to love it. Right? I, I can tell you that I love junk food. I love chocolate cake. I love cheese doodles. I, lo- I love it. Okay? I'm telling you what I love. But in order to be better, I need to take my vitamins. So I take my vitamins every day. And I drink gallons. Of, I, I drink a lot of water. Um... I'm trying to slowly get rid of all the junk out of my life. Because those things that you're going to love both. You're going to love your mess and your masterpiece. You just are. It's just it's just like it's natural. Like I love cake. Every time I see cake, I'll be like, yes, who made that chocolate cake? But I know it's not good to eat a whole cake. I know it. So then you start to repair yourself and you start to love fruits and vegetables. You start to love um, that when you get up, you're healthier, that you can breathe better, that you can move faster, that you can dance longer, that you can run around the building because now you're exercising and doing the things that you need to do that is right for your body. Um, You have to love your shattered pieces so that you can change it. You can't, and I say that in a, in a way that seems so twisted, but I had to come to terms with my shattered pieces. And when I say terms, I literally had to say to my shattered pieces, listen, I love you, but I got to let you go. I love you. I'm on, I'm on a call. I love you, but I got to walk away from you. I love you, but I got to, I got to, I got to push away. From you. Because you can move. and When you can leave something in love. It's easier. And people say. Oh I can't leave it because I love it. No you can't leave it because you're stubborn. And you're afraid to leave it. But when you learn to leave what you love. And give it room to grow. It's easier. There's no vindictive. There's no being a vent. It's not. You're not vindictive about it. It's not out of gossip. It's not out of hate. But you're leaving it with love. You leave it with love. So that's that's the lesson that I learned. So guys, I want to thank you so much for listening to me today. My name is Tamara Brown. I'm an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a publishing consultant. And I am the host of Blog Diaries. You can follow me on Instagram at TamLovesToWrite39. You can follow me on Twitter, TamLovesToWrite, as well as... Facebook, Tam Loves to Write. So guys, I want to thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful Sunday. And I hope that I was able to inspire, encourage, and empower you. Bye-bye.